Welcome back to Foyer Chats Podcast, friends. We are your hosts, Emma Jo Wasink. Hey, hey, that's me. And Kelsey Pasma. Okay, I am truly not being dramatic when I say that this episode is so needed. Anyone else just plain sick of being so busy? Or maybe feeling like you have to be busy? Or maybe you're honestly just sick of hearing the word busy come out of your mouth every day. Well, friend, Kelsey and I are right there with you. And let me tell you, this episode is for you. So keep listening. We had the absolute privilege of sitting down and chatting with the one and only Grace Blacksey. Grace is the founder of Quench Collective, a community of modern leaders and entrepreneurs that come together to grow and scale their businesses. Today, Grace walks us through what it means to truly break up with busy and get back to focusing on moving the needle in your business. So need I say any more? I didn't think so. Let's get to the show. Hey, hey, friends, I'm Kelsey. And I'm Emma. And you're listening to Foyer Chats. Here in the foyer, we talk all things business, lifestyle, and everything in between. Come for the coffee shop style chats, leave with a fire under your booty to take on all the things. All right, Emma, you ready to dive in? Heck yeah, let's go. episode for your chats. Grace, we are so excited you are here. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I'm really happy to be here with you guys. I was just showing Emma my notes. I heard you speak, <laughs> I don't know, when was that? Two months ago? Something like that. Um, yeah. And I have just a solid like four page, five page spread of notes from your like I don't know, 30 minute talk. So I was like, we have to get her on the podcast and we have to share all of your knowledge with all of our listeners, because I think this whole topic on busyness is so of the moment for this season in the fall. And I'm sure, I'm sure you're busier than ever just talking about busyness. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a hot topic for sure. Uh, well, let's jump in. Can you tell us just all the things about you, how you got started in this career class? career path. Tell us like about Quench Collective and all of that. Yes. So um, I started Quench about six years ago now, going on seven, which is pretty like wild to think about. I remember even saying like, oh yeah, it's had it for a year. And I would say, oh, that's wild. It's been a year. I mean, I feel like every year it never really like registers with me how long it's been around. But yeah, so my background is in the corporate events and marketing space. I um, very, very many, many, many years ago. I feel like it's like the beginning of time. Um, I remember always really wanting to, I mean, all the way back to when I was young, wanting to do things that had, I mean, I don't think I knew then that it was impact. It just felt big. Like I would watch the Super Bowl halftime show and go, oh my gosh, like that. It would like give me chills or I'd watch, you know, like the stars on the red carpet at the Academy Awards and just kind of remember thinking at like an early age, like someone does that, like that's someone's job. Like obviously we're watching the cameraman's job, but like, you know, someone puts that together and make sure these things happen. And, and I was always so drawn to that. I really don't know why, but I was. And so that put me on this path of um, figuring out how I could become part of doing these very large events. Again, that I think I was really chasing that feeling of, of bigness, not knowing that it was probably the impact that I was, that I was after. And so I started um, working in events. I mean, everything from you name it, weddings to very small events to, um, to events for MBA teams to like, I mean, I, all different shape sizes, um, events I did starting from, gosh, when I was like a senior in high school, all the way through college into my twenties. And it was something that was just a part of me. Like everyone just knew Grace does events. That's what she does. And within that kind of with them within events, I it did so many different things. I was really detail oriented. And so a lot of the times people like didn't know what to do with me because I wasn't just a workhorse. I wasn't just schlepping things like back and forth from a truck. Um, I was, I was really organized and I was really detail oriented and I was also kind of creative. And so they would never really knew where to put me. Like I could really never let my leadership shine because 
my management never really knew what to do with me. They were like, well, we can't take her off the details because I know the details will fall apart. We can't put her over, you know, it was so, it was always so interesting. So looking back, I mean, I see what kind of an anomaly it was for the leadership that I was working with, but it was really amazing experiences. And I did, I, I found that feeling of bigness. And as I moved into my twenties, I um, started to work on those very large events, those big, huge, I was planning fortune, fortune, you know, 500 companies. I was planning events for them. Um, in some of the most gorgeous places in the world. And it was, um, it was very cool. It was very big. It was the big thing that I was after the people we put on stage, the planes, trains, and automobiles and helicopter and they, all the things that were a part of it. Right. But when I really kind of reflected on what that experience was, I felt really empty inside. I, I didn't really know what it was, but I, I couldn't find the thing that I was really looking for. Like that bigness, I had found it, but it was lacking impact and it was lacking um, an opera. There was op lacking opportunity for me to make it my own, I think was the other thing too. You're, you know, you're such kind of a, um, you're really at the mercy of, <laughs> of what your client wants and their vision and that sort of thing. And so um, at the height of my career, I was, you know, working the most insane hours. I was, had a two hour commute. It was just, it was bonkers. And I hit total and complete corporate burnout. And I, um, and with that came all the physical repercussions of it at well as well. So I decided to take a leave of absence and step away from what I was doing. And that was, mind you, my entire identity at the time. So that was just such a, that was so wild. And, and within that identity was wrapped up this addiction and the addiction was to busyness. Like I was, my job as an event planner was a catalyst for that. It required almost like this addiction to busyness. I mean, it required me sleeping with like, then it was a Blackberry, like in my, in my hand, you know, like it required all of these things um, of me that were really unhealthy. And so I had to really unlearn so much of that. And in that path, um, I had done, you know, a lot of marketing and branding work throughout that because I was really on the creative side of events too. And so um, I decided that, you know, why can't I take everything that I learned from an organizational and a corporate perspective and help women who want to run their own businesses? How can I do that for them? And how can I help them really step into, I was finding the moment that I was able to step into my leadership as an entrepreneur is when everything changed for me. And so um, the biggest thing that I realized is that I definitely didn't want to do it alone. So I was I was kind of healing through this process of like, you know, really ridding myself of this identity I, th I thought I'd wanted my whole life, healing kind of that addiction to busyness and stepping into this new role. I realized I definitely didn't want to do it alone. And so Allah, the Quench Collective, aka the Quench Community, was created and is now home to... Um, modern entrepreneurs and leaders who really desire to design their businesses differently and really design their businesses around their life, not the other way around. That's so good. Wow. I love to hear your, everyone's stories like this. That's so inspiring. And holy cow, you did everything. And I mean, yeah, it feels like lifetimes for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's got to be cool to look back and see your growth just mentally through all that to figure out what you actually, yeah, were after right when you said that right in the beginning that's that's so huge to realize that yeah you do want to chase something big but it's not it's not the actual big event the identity. It's the identity yeah yeah, yeah so cool exactly so tell us a little bit about what you do now what your community is what you offer let's start there and then we'll give people that picture and go into the the busyness stuff what I offer now is Quench really acts as a community and education platform. Like I said, I really define modern leaders as entrepreneurs. Like there, anyone can of course say they're an entrepreneur, but there really is this um, really delicate kind of threshold between, you know, calling yourself a side hustler or a small business owner or, um, or an entrepreneur. When you actually take ownership of who you are in the way of a leader in your business, I believe that's when everything changes. So we really work through our educational programs. So through our membership, our master classes, and our masterminds, lots of M's in there, um, to give uh, leaders the tools to truly step into those roles. So as a time and business strategist, that is myself over here, I really believe in um, arming mostly women who are in our community with the tools, the resources, and also the support. I think that's something that's huge. This, I still have never met, never, never met 
anyone who has been able to scale their business on their own. And so I really believe that similar to raising children, you know, it takes a village that is the exact same thing for our business, right? It takes a village. And so there is so much power in community and that is just a non-negotiable. And so before I even had a service to sell, we had a community and it was just about bringing people together to really, you know, I mean, I'm sure even you two have seen the magic of what can happen when you when you get like-minded people in a room or people who have a similar challenge or have a similar are looking for a similar transformation or desire. It's really, really, really powerful. And so what we've been able to do with this community in the past six years has been really, really incredible. And so we really give them the tools to, um, we really focus on kind of that in-between of growing and scaling your business and really getting you scaled to a place that's sustainable. Because I find that's when we hit the most burnout too, is when we're going, 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 and then we're trying to scale but we're kind of grasping at straws and we're also typically hitting our own ceiling because we haven't been dreaming big enough. So um, it is such an amazing honor to do so. I love it. We're moving and shaking and changing all the time and creating new outlets and resources um, for women to really, really help get, you know, get them sitting really comfortably in that seat of leadership. I think that um, one thing you said about just finding community, that's that's truly why Kelsey and I are even here, why we even started this is because of, um, through the pandemic, what, two years, is two years ago now, almost. Oh my yeah, gosh. So wild. Um, we both felt that so much that there was an opportunity to meet up with people in person. So we started having chats on clubhouse. I don't know if you know that, but that's where this all started is we would just chat oh with gosh. people about different business stuff. So it's, I, I don't know where, like, truly, I don't know where my business would be if it weren't for just being able to talk to other people and being able to share the struggles that I'm going through, ask for advice, just throw ideas out there, anything, talking about business, motherhood, anything, (laughs) just finding relatable people. So I think that's so, so cool. And I love that you focus in on those people that are like building and hitting that. It's a unique level of busyness, I yeah. find. When you're building your business, you're not brand new, but you're scaling. And it's like, how do you how do you level that out? So mm-hmm. yeah, can you kind of talk about like what people struggle with there and like why that is such a busy time and, and all of that? I feel like almost every business goes through it at some point in kind of the beginning too. Am I right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's obviously so many different things, but I feel like the reason why we tend to get, well, I I feel like there's a few different factors. So I'll kind of like, we'll pull a string and see how far this this takes us. I think the biggest thing actually on the, in the lines of support is that typically as women, we are not very typically first in line to ask for support. (laughs) Um, We can usually do things on our own. We're very self-sufficient, especially if you are a solo entrepreneur. It's like, well, I started this business, therefore it's my responsibility and I have to do it. And, you know, we, you know, that sort of thing. Also in this kind of, you know, virtual day and age, I think that it's so easy for us to look out onto like the crowd. I'm using air quotes here, like look out into the landscape, especially in the online business space and compare ourselves. And so I see this person doing that. And so, oh my gosh, I should be doing that. And so you add that into your plate. And then the next day you open up Instagram and you see that person doing that. And oh my gosh, maybe I should have an offer like that. And so you add that to your plate. And I think that when we start to do things like compare ourselves or we're kind of like, I mean, this is what I call throwing spaghetti at the wall when we're actually not being strategic and working from like where we really see the vision of our life and business going. And we're just being reactionary. That is typically what's get, what gets us to be in that muck of the busyness, right? Cause we're just like doing, doing, doing now. I think there's an element of being, I heard someone say once, and I wish I remember who this was so I could give them credit, but we're really just like scientists in our business. It really is about, I think entrepreneurs, we have this really unique ability to be very nimble, whereas bigger organizations that have hundreds and thousands of employees, they, they just by proxy can't be like, it would be, it takes too much to move the ship. Right. Whereas we can be very quick and nimble and fluid and kind of bob and weave through the challenges that come our way. You know, a lot of companies cannot do that. And so we actually have this unique advantage that when as quickly as our businesses kind of grow and flourish and, you know, um, I would say like go through the tides that are changed so quickly, especially for online business. I think that we have this, this unique ability to do that. 
but it also means that we add a ton to our plate and then we have this really unrealistic expectation that we typically have to do it on our own. So I think it's a coupling of like looking out into the landscape and going like, oh my gosh, I, sh- I should be doing that. You just start shutting all of yourself or like, you know, really thinking that you're not measuring up. Then you kind of also are really clouded by the mindset that comes with that. So therefore you start making reactionary decisions. And then it's kind of like, it's like when you pull one book out, like all the rest of the books start falling. It's, it's this, it's the same sort of thing. And so I think this really adds on to the pile of busyness. Now, I think there's another thing, even when you have more of an expansive mindset, when you're like, you know, like, yeah, this is what I want and bring it on. Like, I really do want this avenue of the business and I want that revenue stream in that. And, you know, um, if you're into human design, this is typically what I see in like manifesting generators. They are meant to, um, they are meant to have a lot of irons in the fire and they actually do that really well. They've typically been told their whole life, like, why don't you just stick to one thing? And it's like, they're actually really meant to be lifted up in that they are very like multidimensional and very, very creative. And they are able to, to hold a lot of things at once. But that isn't the case for everybody. And so when we do look out onto the landscape and see that person marketing like that or having that many offers doing that thing, the bottom line is they're not us, right? And so even if we do have an expansive mindset, it's easy to get kind of... um, to again, look out and have those thoughts. Now, when you're kind of calling in, I really want to scale my business in the way of doing, you know, this, this, and this, we can also get a little overzealous with what we take on at once. And again, we're usually always really late to hire the help that we need in order to like scale our business because yeah, hands are up in the air over here. Um, I mean, we were literally just yes. talking about this today, like right before this call. Hidden in there, if you're great. <laughs> There's three of us. I mean, I, I am in the same exact boat as you. And even people who teach about this stuff have been in that boat before, right? We are typically always really late to hire. And so therefore we, we, what we meet the new hire with is a stack of things. If you went like proverbial stack of things. Okay. You should see Emma's basement right now. It's literally <laughs> a stack of gifts that's waiting. For- <laughs> see, it's, it's real. No, it's, it's so real. Like, I think everyone who's even listening to this can relate to that in some way. And we start to think, well, like, well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have enough work for the person. Like, start small. You know, we're talking about a totally different thing now, like hiring. But that can be where that, like, busyness comes from. And then the third thing I think where it also comes from is this time of year. I think that this time of year just ignites busyness, like, wild. I was also having this conversation with someone this morning that there is this very interesting time between Q3 and Q4, which we are in right now as we're recording this, where it is just kind of wild. You've been saying that when we got on this call, like what day is it? Like, I don't even know, like what's happening. I'm, I'm wearing a sweater, but it's still 90 degrees outside. Like it's just, it's very weird. Right. And so we have, we're having um, a harder time, like acclimating to to that season. Whereas like, think about it, we're coming out of summer where, where it's like, I'm taking off maybe a little extra time to be at home with the kids. I am on vacation. I'm maybe like, you know, I'm not launching anything, whatever it is. And then we catapult ourselves into this time of year that literally goes at the speed of light. I mean, it's wild. I mean, right now we're at the end of September and it's like next week, we're going to be count. We, and we've been seeing Halloween stuff in the stores for, for weeks now, right? It's just the way in which things happen. And then when Halloween is over, it's like, oh, I mean, well, tomorrow's pretty much Christmas. And then if tomorrow's <laughs> Christmas, that means it's the end of the year. And so don't say we this. Start to kind of panic. Yeah. It's like this panic that start like that ensues of, oh my gosh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, all of a sudden my plan is totally out the window. I'm not being strategic anymore. I'm making really reaction to reaction reactive decisions. I, I am having a hard time keeping up. Therefore my self-worth is really low. I mean, it's like, right. You couldn't go start to put on the shame spiral. And so all that to say, I think that the timing also has a lot to do with it. I mean, I I think I just wrote out an email today that there's 13 Fridays left in the year. Like I, that's, I don't say that to scare you. I say that to impress upon you, like what's possible. Like you have, and, and a couple of those Fridays, by the way, are holidays, but like you have, sure, a limited amount of time, but you have infinite opportunity to set yourself up for success. I I don't think I've had anybody talk about it like that se- seasonality of it, because we've been feeling that, Kelsey and I have had so many conversations in the last couple of weeks just 
about how we've never felt more like we're so not burnt out. Well, maybe a little bit, but just overwhelmed with everything that needs to happen. Yeah. Before the end of the year for me, Christmas is when a lot of client gifts go out. So this is a crazy time right now getting all that figured out. And it's, it seems like it's a far ways away, but it's, it's so not. And Kelsey's just getting off of her crazy busy season with photography. And it's just, but I don't think I've ever thought about the fact that just this is this is what it is usually for pretty much anybody, whether you have a business or not. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk. Okay. I think we just hit a lot of relatable points for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and I already have notes going down um, as well, which is normal. But can we talk about how you can start to move out of that and start to like clear through that fog? Because when I find myself in those points, it just feels like there's this endless cloud in front of me and I just have to hit a certain date mark and I don't care what I get done until I hit that date mark. As long as I hit that date, then we can start fresh. But how can you like start fresh today so that you can actually be moving the needle forward, not just like blindly checking boxes off the to-do list? Yes, this is such a beautiful question. And so it's, this is all very real. And um, first of all, you're going to be okay. <laughs> Second of all, you're not alone, obviously, right? There's three of us talking here about like, oh my gosh, I feel this way too, right? And so if you're feeling this way too, um, there's kind of a three, I only, well, I love some alliteration, but I also feel like it's easy to remember. Um, there's kind of this three R process that I love to um to put out into the world this time of year that I feel like is very helpful. So it's, um, it is reflect, recalibrate and refine and refine. So here's kind of the process I'd love for you to take. So you can really help to lift the fog. I think the biggest thing is that what we tend to do, like even just in this week of like the in-between of maybe September, October, and we're just like, okay, stop, drop, and not maybe panic, but it kind of feels like that. It's like, do I even like, am I putting up Halloween decorations? By the time I'm putting them up, I'm taking them down. And like, it's just, it all feels a little bit much. Right. And then I'm also running a business and I have a family and I'm trying to be more intentional. And am I traveling this year? And like, there's so many things within this. And what we tend to do, I think when we see this like sprint towards the end of the year is all of our plans go out the window, like all of our strategy that we would put together, you know, by the end of the year, all of our goals. Um, And we also, like I said, start to make reactionary decisions, but we also tend to only focus on what we have not gotten to. So like you guys even just mentioned a few things like, oh my gosh, all the boxes that are sitting there or all the, you know, whatever is that. Instead of focusing on those boxes, how can you take some time? Because yes, those are there and they will get taken care of. However, how can you take some time to reflect on what you have been able to do? I think this is so, so important and something that we do not do often enough. Typically is we actually like, to be quite honest, we don't stop long enough. Like we don't stop moving long enough to do this. Um, So even if you just, gosh, set your timer for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you have. Um, and just even whether whatever you like to do, sit with your journal or online and just reflect and kind of just go month by month. Even I sometimes like to get out my calendar. I keep a little like celebrations and challenge challenges tracker on my um, on my list of kind of like to do's for the week. And I put in there, you know, challenges I've experienced throughout the week and also things to celebrate. I mean, being on this podcast will be one of them. That's a huge celebration, right? That's something to be remembered. That's something to hold gratitude for. Um, And I also faced like in being on this podcast, I also had like a million challenges come up this week too, because that's very normal and that's life, right? But if I look back and I can see, oh my gosh, like I can see so clearly now that that challenge, maybe it happened for a reason. Maybe the challenge actually escorted in a a celebration. Like there's so many pieces. These things are typically all tied together. And the more that we can almost even look back and look at our patterns, it's like, oh, that can actually help me make really informed decisions for the future. So all that to say reflection, just, Hey, like, how did I feel in this season? Or, oh my gosh, like I am exhausted. I am exhausted. And in my friends, by the way, you are not alone there. There's so many people who are typically burnt out this time of year because we, we can't really catch our breath between summer and fall. And that is very, very normal, but you do have the power to sit and reflect and do that. Now, after you've done that and you've done some reflection on 
where you've been um, and what you have been able to do, I think it's really important to then recalibrate. So based on the goals that you set for yourself last month, last week, last year, whatever that looked like, how can you actually go in and recalibrate based on realistic, like, or I should say based on reality. So like I said, 13 Fridays left in the year, a few of those, let's, let's actually just call it 10 because I think about three of those are like kind of, you know, holidays. Um, so let's call it 10. So you have about 10 weeks or so to, to make whatever happen. Like take a peek at your goals are, have you moved the needle towards them? And then also, do we need to push that goal out? Like, is it okay if that goal is actually met or completed in February of 2020? well, I guess, oh my gosh, 2022, um, are we, is it okay if it happens or like, maybe have I realized I've done nothing towards that goal all year long? Like, does it still need to be a goal? Like, do I need to recalibrate it all together and rewrite the goal or maybe even let it fall off the plate? Is it something that's been deprioritized? It's just not important to me in my business anymore. Am I just holding on to it? Cause I think I should do it. Right. Um, or do I need to delegate it out? So like within like this triple, you know, R method, there's also that triple D method, which, um, I know Kelsey that you've learned before from me. So it's like, you have to kind of really decide if something's sitting there to do it, to ditch it all together or to delegate it. Right. And we talked about delegation just a few minutes ago and like the importance of asking for help, asking for support, whatever that looks like. Um, so recalibrate based on reality, recalibrate based on the, the reality of the time that you actually do have versus focusing on the time that you don't have. So yes, I'm kind of speaking from a place of you've only got 10 Fridays, but remember nothing happens at the end of the year, like nothing implodes. And so it's just like, can we actually just extend these things out? That's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. Or can we, can we actually move the needle before the end of the year and see what happens with any of these? So we can actually be proud of ourselves, not disappointed, right? I think that's something that's so important. And the last thing here is refinement. So how can I refine the supporting, the things that are supporting me kind of around me as the leader, as the CEO to really move the needle on those recalibrated goals? So even just actually this, it's Wednesday today. So just on Monday, I was doing a little morning journaling session. And typically throughout the summer, I like to wake up and just kind of ask myself, like, what do I need this morning? Is it a walk? Is it a podcast? Is it is it journal? You know, what, what, what is it? Sometimes it's sitting down and watching my favorite show for 15 minutes. I don't know, you know, whatever it is that I need, it kind of helps me feel in the freedom of summer. Well, this fall, I feel like I need a little bit more structure, right? I can't ever remember to take my supplements. And so I need to make it easier for myself to do that because when I take them, I feel better, you know, things like that. And so in this season right now, I do need a little bit more structure. And so how can I put that, how can I refine kind of my habits and my, um, and my routine and my rituals to really support me in those recalibrated goals? Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would recommend. And I, and I really hope that that can lift the fog because I think it's both like an external thing of the, yes, our goals are in business, but also we need support on the internal too. Yeah. And I think a lot of these things, they don't need to be super complicated either. It doesn't right. need to be this whole huge process. If you're having a hard time taking your supplements and set them out the night before or something like that, like just give exactly. yourself something that makes it easier to do. That's something that I've really tried to do this, um, this season. I'm actually due to have a baby in December 10. So so a lot of things are going on right now. But, you know, once we kind of figure out where we are with all of our goals, where we want, like once we just sit down and say, okay, it's going to be okay. This is what we have to do. What can we do? What realistically, how do we figure out strategy as far as using our time wisely and just I guess, what does it mean to just be a time strategist like you call it? <laughs> yes. I mean, it means a lot, of course. I think that it's uh, it's similar to what we were talking about earlier. It's figuring out that how we can make our time, the time that we do have work for us. We tend, again, focus on like the time that we are, the time that's kind of taken away from us. Um the time that we don't have, like, Oh, I only have three hours today or only have 20. I only have 20 minutes to work. Like I have a client who has three hours a week to work. That's a lot. You can do a lot in three hours. You can run a flourishing business in three hours a week. You truly can with support. Right. It's like, I actually, I like, sometimes I get embarrassed because like what I remember years ago, I used to, I was on a podcast member saying like, well, you know, we've all got 24 hours in a day, just like Beyonce. And that's actually not true. Like, yes, we all have 24 hours in a day. And Beyonce also has T like she is mm-hmm. the queen of, of support. 
of, of asking for the support of getting the support she needs so she can live the life that she wants to live. Right. I don't know her personally, but that's what I, that's my assumption of course. And so, um, it, it, it is very different for everyone. And of course, asking for support and receiving support is such a privilege, but it is something that I think is, is really, really important. So here's what I like to start everyone with off with, because I mean, time strategy, we can go like so, so, so deep with this, but I think something to really get your wheels turning and thinking, I think that that triple R method is really lovely. And I think you can use that every single quarter to really see, you know, always reflect and recalibrate and really refine where you're at. That's something that I do literally at the end of each quarter before the next one to make sure that I am really living in alignment and really and really working towards my values. Now, something I'll say as far as time strategy that I like to do, and I do this um, at my you know annual planning at the beginning of the year. And I also do this, I do this basically twice a year to make sure that I'm feeling really on track. I'm not making reactive decisions. I'm not throwing spaghetti at the wall and that things are actually moving forward. So um, here's, let me tell you a little story about the difference between goals and objectives. So goals are like those big, beautiful tropical islands that you see off in the distance, right? Maybe one of those islands is your revenue goal. It's that whatever it is for you. I mean, gosh, if it's $2,000, if it's $200, if it's $200,000, like whatever that looks like for you. Maybe another island is your impact goal. You really want to um, impact over, you know, um, 50 couples this year when, you know, shooting their weddings or whatever that looks like. And be another one is a visibility goal. I want to be on um, 10 podcasts really talking about our mission and um, my kind of expert topics and how I show up in the world. Okay. So if those are your big goals this year or for, let's say 2022, because you know, those are the things that are going to ultimately drive you forward. Well, that's great. Those are goals and they're just sitting there off in the distance. And that's actually typically what most people do with goals. They'll set them and they just kind of sit there and we just kind of do our best to chip away at them. However, there is a much more strategic way to do so. So there's here's where the difference of goals and objectives come in. Objectives are, think of them as like boats, boats that you put in the water to get over to those beautiful islands that you see see off in the distance, goal island, if you will. Now, a lot of people are like, okay, great, perfect. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to put 20 boats in the water and I'm going to get there, right? I'm just, I'm going to do it. Well, if you're one person and you put 20 boats in the water, how is that going to work, <laughs> right? How is that going to happen? How are you going to row 20 boats? How are you going to do it alone? I mean, I think you'd probably have one, a couple capsized. I think you probably go left, right, up, down. You probably, what happens when you get a leak in one? Like, I mean, there's so many different things, right? So first of all, we, like I said earlier, we typically like bite off more than we can chew. And so it's like, how about we actually really strategically put boats in the water, maybe even some boats that we don't have to row ourselves, right? That maybe someone else can take off our plate for us. And then I want you to think of those paddles those, because of course this is very manual and goal and in goal Island. It's um, every, nothing is motorized. Um, <laughs> it is. If you put a motor on it and that's how you automate something, we're like, we're sounding <laughs> on this, uh, on this analogy every day. But um, I want you to think about those paddles. Like every paddle that you take essentially in that water is, is an action item. Is something that you're actually doing to get closer because we have to think about like, this is where we really start to get ahead of ourselves. Like, I just like want to throw the boat in the water and just get it over there. Well, and there's a lot that you can do. You can automate something. And like I said, put that motorized, you know, motor on there and just set it off. And okay, that's great. And you really took something off your plate and that's wonderful. But there are a lot of things that do take manual that take, you know, us manually doing them. And it doesn't always have to be us. So being really, really, I think, mindful about what you are biting off. So what I like to say as far as how that then actually, like how you can ground that down and doing that like this tomorrow is um, we, we are a huge fan of quarterly planning. We have like kind of created this quench quarterly planning system within um, the business. And we really believe that us entrepreneurs can be so much more nimble if we give ourselves the opportunity to plan quarterly because we can adjust as things come up for us. And that's something that's extremely powerful. Um, so when we know, like have a really clear idea of where we're going, we can then be much more flexible in how we get there, right? That's a Simon Sinek quote. It's 
it's something that I think is really important because challenge is always going to come up, right? Oh, I went to go do this and I realized I needed a contract for that and I don't have it. And how do I get there? And now this project is out a whole nother week or like whatever the thing may be, right? So I think it's first about getting really clear on for this quarter, based on this yearly goal I have, what are these objective, objectives? What are these boats that I'm putting in the water? And how many of them am I steering myself? Because if you're putting in eight boats into the water, I want you to be really careful. If you're putting seven boats in the water, I want you to be really careful. Six boats in the water, you can maybe manage that yourself. But if you can give yourself like three to four areas and or boats of like objectives that are moving you and chipping you away closer to those islands, I think that's great. And if you can have people support you, maybe you can add another boat into the water and maybe, you know, another automated one or whatever it may be. So that's where I would say I would start with actually strategically using time to your advantage, because then once you know that you can actually figure out quite literally what you're doing day by day. So you're not just doing without intention. Right. And I feel like selecting which boat you're going to really go full steam on or put whatever, put yes. more paddles in or whatever, whatever analogy <laughs> exactly. you want to use. Just because sometimes, charge. yeah, like if, if there's one boat that's going to get you to get you to the island faster, then that's one that you should be focusing on maybe more than the other ones. And maybe the other ones are ones that you should be delegating. Or maybe there's boats that you personally are the only one that's going to be able to get those to the island. So Anyways, that was just said it through. I love a good analogy. Ask my husband. I'm you like, try, I try to explain anything, and he's like, "You need to chill. <laughs> uh, we're not on a boat, okay?" <laughs> uh, no, and I love how that like comes into your daily life because as an entrepreneur, especially starting out, some of the hardest parts is just like, okay, what am I going to do today? And having that plan and having those objectives to just choose from is so helpful. And that's something that I took away from your. Um, teaching a couple months ago and just designing your day. And that was, yeah, life-changing for me. Mm -hmm. Yay. I'm so happy that that was helpful to you. Let's kind of talk a little bit just overall. I would love to hear what your best piece of advice is when you get started running your own business. Maybe this is something you heard from someone or maybe Mm. this is just something that you would have to say. Gosh, this is such... This is such a great question. And like at first, I feel like it kind of stumps me because, um, I mean, there's so, there's so many things to say, but I think all in all, um, I think that running your own business requires a really, really incredible level of trust in yourself. I think that it's self-trust, which I think is also the cornerstone of confidence And when you can give yourself the opportunity to really lean into trusting the process and knowing that mistakes are definitely going to be made, that challenges are definitely going to be had, I think that you can go into whatever business you're starting with a little bit more foresight um, because you're going to learn every single moment of every single day, how to, or how not to do something. And so I think leaning in, trusting the process is something that's super important. And like I said, I think, you know, really that switch, everything changed for me when I realized I wasn't just an entrepreneur, a small business owner. I was a leader. I was a leader in my household. I was a leader in my industry. I was a leader in, um, I was a leader in my community. And so much of being a leader is the belief that you, along with other people, can take your shared vision for the future forward, that you can move it forward. It's not about like, it's not about necessarily always going first, I don't think. I mean, um, I think trailblazing is like an attribute of a leader, but I think also um, leadership does require deep trust in yourself and in in your you know mission and vision for the future. And so, I think if you can really lean into that, then you can again have some more foresight into the success that you can have in the future and the humility that's required when you run your own business. Yeah, I think something that you just said so points out that you were in event planning. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I just right away when you said it when you talk about how. Um, things are going to go wrong. When you have a business, things are going to go wrong. And the first thing I thought of is that's what I tell people when they're planning their wedding is 
just plan on something going wrong. It's going to, and that's okay. It's that's this how it works, but that was that cracked me up. That's the first thing you said. <laughs> yeah, you know this good and well. It is so real. It's like I wish I could deliver the news that it's not, but it's yeah. just something will happen. <laughs> and it's okay. And that's how you grow from it. I mean, maybe in a wedding it's not the greatest because then you're just done with it. But when you're starting your yeah. own business or going through that. Um, yeah. And if you don't have faith in yourself that you're going to turn it around and trust it, then it's, you're probably not going to last super long in that. There's been so many learning yeah. experiences that I've had in the past three years and I'm sure we'll continue to have. So I love that. Yeah. Confidence, Absolutely. especially a lot of our audience are more creative entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. if you can't believe in your product or your service, like, especially from more of an artistic standpoint and you don't have that faith in yourself, like, who's going to buy it, you know, at all. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Uh, did we miss anything? We have kind of a fun round of rapid fire at the end, but I want to check in and see if we missed anything that you really wanted to talk about. We'll give you a chance to kind of send people to all of your amazing places online at the I end. just want to listen to Grace yeah. for the next couple hours here, so <laughs> otherwise we're just going to keep talking. <laughs> No, I mean, I don't think you guys missed anything. This is, I loved this conversation. I feel like it's such, and yeah, the beautiful thing is I hope that, you know, when listening to this, that you can continue to have this conversation with someone over coffee, or um, I feel like integrating your thoughts on when you listen to things like this are really, Mm -hmm. is really important into your own communities and to, you know, a, a friend group that you have or a support system that you have. So that's my, that's, I think the only thing I would add. Yeah. Well, and just figuring out having people in your corner that know that you're going through this and maybe can hold you accountable to those changes that you're going to make mm-hmm. in order to get yourself out of this hamster wheel that I'm literally talking to myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, maybe send this episode to a friend, you know, that's really busy. Yeah. And say, <laughs> we're going to get with coffee it. next week. <laughs> Probably a photographer. If you have a photographer friend right now and it's September, October, they yes. need some help. Maybe send them a yes. Starbucks and this episode and you'll be their favorite person ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Send them a little gift card and a link and you're good to go. I'm not asking for Starbucks or I kind of am, but you know. Or maybe. And that's okay. <laughs> All right, let's jump into rapid fire. So these are just kind of silly questions we love to buzz through just to get to know you a little bit more. So we are curious, what is your favorite business software? Oh, gosh. Um, I am a huge Notion lover. Notion is how I do a lot of my um, my like time strategy planning, to be honest. Um, I also, of course, love ClickUp, but um, I know I'm only supposed to give one, but Flowdesk has been really incredible and catapulting my business. It was from the very beginning, I was able to stay really consistent because of their really gorgeous designs and being in my um, community's inbox every single week. And I and I think and hope that is something that they look forward to every week um, when we send our weekly free newsletter out. So those, I feel like, yeah, Notion for sure, like on the daily, but I feel like Flowdesk has really been a part of like catapulting it. Can you talk about Notion for people that don't know what that is? Oh yeah. Notion is actually, I guess, technically considered like a note-taking app, but it has some cool um, CRM or client um, management um, functionality to it. I, I like ClickUp a little bit more for that. And I will say ClickUp is extremely robust. So for creatives, it's not always the right, it doesn't always feel like the right move. And that's okay. If you are looking for something a little bit more manageable, I feel like Asana um, or Trello is definitely a little bit more straightforward and doesn't have as many learning curves. ClickUp is robust for sure. There's no doubt about it. Like you can definitely do it, but it's just might take a lot of YouTube watching or whatever it may be. Um, and so I love notion because you can keep everything in one place. It's very simple. I like kind of the, the design of it. Um, Kelsey, I think you may have gotten a template from me in there and it's, yeah, it's just really, I love it because you can take notes there. You can track things. Um, it also could take the place of like Google sheets for you. You can create, um, shared spaces too. So you, I have um, some clients that use it as like client dashboards as well. Um, so if you, I have a lot of graphic designer clients who love to use it with their clientele. So things like that, it's it's a very cool tool. Um, it is, there's a free version um, that's very powerful. And then if you do pay for it, it's a very low cost every month. Yeah, it's like super simple. I started using it after you shared about it and it feels like a journal, like on paper, but 
It's yeah. you're not going to lose it like I do. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. uh, okay. Well, this is an applicable question. Um, are you a sticky note person or a journal person or both? <laughs> Okay, that's so funny. I literally have a journal in front of me right here and sticky notes on my ah, other side. No, yes. I only <laughs> believe in sticky notes for a few things. For planning, I love it. Um, I can see some behind you. Yes, I love that. <laughs> so I love them for planning, but I don't love them for note taking. I think that it's really easy for things to get lost. And so I mm-hmm. do feel like you do need a central hub. Reason, reason I like them um, notes online is you can typically do like a control find. Like if you're like, oh yeah, what was that chat that I had with the foyer? What, you know, and you can just search for the foyer and it probably will come up. I have sticky notes here because I have a few very urgent things that I need to do that um, came up from my accountant, for example. So like they're kind of just like, okay, cool. Like one, like one thing I need to do is on one, another thing. And so I can quite literally when it's done, I crumple it up and throw it away. So I love them for like planning process. And then that plan then goes into a ClickUp or Notion or spread, you know, wherever else it needs to go to actually make it happen. But I feel like um, post-it notes can kind of get lost in translation. So I would say like, unless you're leaving a sweet note for someone, probably stick to something else. And then I also, yes, have a, have a journal just for like my own learning and my own note taking and um, yes. that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, that was so well explained. And to all the audience and to all of Emma who <laughs> thinks I rely on sticky notes, that is how I use it. It's perfectly <laughs> explained. <laughs> but sometimes I can't commit to writing in the journal, so there's like sticky notes in the journal. And right, yeah, that's right, a of course. Little personal problem. That's normal. <laughs> okay, if you could fly anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Oh my gosh. Oh, where would I go? Um, I actually have been on this like Greece kick, definitely Europe. I feel like, yeah, Greece, I've, I've been following some people who are there right now. And we like, um, my husband and I got married about two and a half years ago. We had Greek food at our wedding. We just, I it's love, time. love, I'm, it's time. It's so time. So we love that. And then I would, of course, just probably, you know, while I'm there, because you're there, like hop over to Italy and probably London have to. and, you know, just that sort of thing. It's <laughs> a great question. Greece is a popular answer for that. Yeah. Oh, we're we're yeah. thinking about a retreat out there someday. Yeah. Someday. Yes. <laughs> On the goal I list. love that idea. Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 Uh, okay. A couple quick more. How many unread emails are in your inbox right now? Oh, dun, dun, dun. I mean, I could probably even tell you. Um, I have, oh my gosh. Um, where are my unread emails? How many are in here? I have, what is this? Like, oh, 11, 11 unread emails. Yeah. Not bad. Not, not bad. bad at all. Yes. Because <laughs> it's morning. You're out in California. It's morning. Well, yeah. 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 And I actually only really respond to emails on Wednesdays. Um, so I oh. have an, yeah, I have an autoresponder that tells people that, um, I get back to them, you know, if it's a new email within 48 hours, a lot of emails are just informational, obviously not everyone mm-hmm. needs that, but I feel like managing expectations. So I don't have to live in my inbox all the time, which is like a totally another, um, we could have a whole podcast, podcast subject in of itself. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's really important. Unless of course I'm reaching out to someone for something kind of a little bit, maybe more urgent that I may have to keep an eye out, but I think it's, it's important. Super smart. Okay. In your normal work day, how many beverage, as you reach for your water bottle, how many beverages oh are out right now? <laughs> um, okay. Out right now, always water for sure. Um, and matcha is like my drink of choice. So I always have matcha out for sure. So they're iced or hot. I probably drink like three of them a day. Um, I love, I gave up caffeine. Caffeine can kind of like bring on some anxiety for me. So I, uh, or I shouldn't say caffeine, coffee more specifically because matcha definitely has um, caffeine in it, but it's a little smoother of like a caffeine high, if you will. And so it, it doesn't, it doesn't get you so wild. Well, it doesn't I love taste it. very good. Lo- it doesn't oh, taste I very good. And it's like you get it from Starbucks, it definitely doesn't taste good. Yeah. True. There's all, I have all sorts of matcha tips and tricks on my Instagram. I mean, so many people are like, okay, I, tried it and I hated it, but it's really important that you don't try it at like a mainstream place because they always put sugar in it, which makes it actually really gross. Um, so, but you know, everyone has like, I really like earthy tasting, tasting things anyways. And so if you don't like that, you probably don't like matcha and that's okay. 
I think I need to try again because the scenario I tried it, I was a freshman in college, just starting at art you school. You didn't tell me this. Yes. That's, that's not okay. I was really trying to be a hipster in art school and yeah. all my new friends were drinking this and they're like, here, try this matcha. And I'm like, I just started liking coffee like two months ago and now I'm oh trying gosh. this green crap. So it kind of, uh, <laughs> it, it, it didn't leave a good taste in my mouth literally. So yeah. Anyway. I always say like if you, and first of all, there's no shame in this, but if you fill up like half of your coffee with creamer, you're probably not going to like matcha <laughs> because because if you're, if you fill up half your coffee with creamer, then you're you after the creamer. See the color. Yeah. That's which is great. So true. Like, that's what my coffee looked like too. So I get it, but it's, so all that to say, it really is about like the balance of like, again, just add it to the list of things we'll talk about in a future podcast. This we'll is get hilarious. Into oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That is all the rapid fire. We have a couple more things. What are you most excited for in your business? And then I want you to just brag yourself up. Where can people find you? What are all the courses you have out? All those things. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited about a lot. There's some things that are coming that aren't fully fleshed out, but keep, you know, keep a close eye on the airwaves because I'm excited for those. This will probably go out in two, three weeks. So. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's, we are, well, I mean, this is not secret by any means, but we are finally launching our membership, which has been literally years in the making, um, in the beginning of the year. And so we are so excited about that. Um, we are, um, yeah, we have our longer six month mastermind program that is going to be opening back up, which is very exciting also at the beginning of the year, which is just incredible and transformational. It's really about um, expanding into your role um, as a CEO and really not about, it's not about teaching you a bunch of new things. It's about really expanding on probably the strategies that you've already either learned or learned within our programming already um, and giving you the space and time to really like hit home on those strategies, become more visible in the marketplace, expand your leadership, expand your visibility, expand your um, authority, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, a few other things. Definitely stay close to the airwaves because we have a, we have a few <laughs> other things that are coming up and you can find us um, on Instagram. I think that's the best way. We also will be running fill up your cup, which is our free weekly meetup until the end of the year. It is yes, so incredible. So if you fun. haven't already been. Yeah. It's um, every Friday at 9am Pacific. We meet um, on zoom on the airwaves, if you will, to talk about your You can learn all about that on Instagram. So many as things. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, basically, yeah. So we fun. need to hop on your email list and then we'll be able to see all yeah. the things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> newsletter is so much fun. It's always the top three things that you need to know with it that are happening within the community Perfect. every week, no more, no less. So, um, yeah. Awesome. We'll, we'll make sure to put those in the show notes then. <laughs> awesome. Well, Grace, thank you so much for joining us today. Like I said, we could continue talking clearly about matcha or anything else for a long time. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day and blessing us with all your wisdom. This has been so good. My pleasure. <laughs> I'm going to go look up flights to Greece now, I think. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you are following along at the foyer and we will be adding all this goodness in our show notes, which is attached to this. And yeah, we'll catch you next week.